the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Happy Hump Day! Yes, yes, yes. It is Hump Day, my peoples. Hump day on a short week. This is uh, week number two in which we've got just a little four-day work week, and then we got another three-day weekend coming, and I am just happy to be here with you guys tonight. I saw somebody posted a meme or, or a Facebook post or something the other day that said that uh, this week, the week between Christmas and New Year's, is the week in which you should do absolutely nothing. Do nothing professionally, do nothing personally in terms of self-help or any self-actualization or any working on personal goals, that this is strictly the time uh, to veg out and to relax and to chill. Um, But personally for me, I love nothing more than to hang out with you guys right here from 6 to 8 p.m. every night on The Answer San Diego. And this is how I have my fun. (laughs) And by the way, the world ain't sleeping. Politics ain't taking a day off. The battle of good versus evil and for the soul of this nation wages on whether or not there's a holiday. So I'm all cool with y'all chilling and taking a week off or so personally and professionally, as long as you continue to hang with us every night of the week here. And so that being said, if you miss any part of tonight's show because you're out enjoying or chilling, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreacasio.com, andreacasio.com, and we're going to continue to pray for those that are going through tough times during these holidays because they can be especially tough for some people out there. You know what's never tough? You know what's always roasted and cooked just to perfection? It is this dude. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. Of all the crazy weeks that we've seen in this past year, (laughs) this might be one of the craziest because John Fetterman from Pennsylvania is saying it's not and it's not xenophobic to talk about border security amidst this invasion. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. Uh, You know, it is. And it's almost like I'm going to give a crude analogy here. But, you know, have you ever back before we had cable TV or stuff or you had like the rabbit ears and Sesame Broccolini, you probably have never even heard of this contraption where people or they would put Reynolds wrap over the ear over the antenna on the top of their TV. And then if you would or sometimes even after you would do that, you'd still have a bad signal or the TV would go out and then you'd go over to the TV and you conk it. Right. And then the TV would come back on and it'd be I don't know why the conk would work. 
Um, but it did. And it almost makes me feel like that's what's happened to Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dude had a stroke and was really struggling cognitively, couldn't even answer questions in a date in a debate. And now it's almost as though somebody gave him a conk on the head. Like literally, I'm not even being mean here. And he is so clear thinking in terms of the issues. He's defending our sovereignty with the border. He actually told Eelhead, James Carville out of, out of Louisiana to, to shut the blank up. I mean, it's like, who knew this Fetterman existed? And, and, and don't get, don't get it twisted now. As Diamond used to say, rest in peace, beloved Diamond from Diamond and Silk, as she used to say, don't get it twisted. I'm not crushing on Fetterman. Okay. It, 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 I ain't that, it ain't that deep. Um, but it, it's <laughs> no, crazy. it's it's not. But it's crazy <laughs> to me that he's the only one, it seems like, in the entire Democrat Party that's upset that we're selling U.S. steel from Pennsylvania to the Japanese and we're allowing this migrant invasion to happen. And of course, there's a new caravan coming as we speak, mm -hmm. and it's only yeah. fueling the crime, the nationwide crime spike, and many, many other issues. Even Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson oh, yeah. wait, is wait, begging for on. aid gonna, now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we, we've got a clip to play. <laughs> Of that later we've got so much fun to get into tonight and speaking of governors we've got the little ditty that we played on last night's show some of y'all missed it and somebody sent me an email mo did that she had a little trouble hearing it so we're going to replay that in case you missed it uh so lots of fun in uh, ahead of you for tonight's andrea k show you know what's not fun sesame what's not fun is being late for a flight or arriving back at the airport after a long day of travel, sometimes traveling 12, 18 hours, and some fool has decided that they want to cause some uprising and they want to block the traffic going in or out of an airport. Quite frankly, it's domestic terrorism because it's disruptive to uh and and, and I, I i mean it's 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 not just disruptive it's beyond that i mean it's extreme where you could cause people to um you know suffer hardship physically mentally financially and beyond by interfering with their abilities to travel uh maybe you're blocking the, blocking the roads not just to the airport um but those roads also are connecting somebody to a doctor's appointment or an ambulance to a hospital it's just absolutely an act of terrorism and that's what's happening today at out uh blocking we've got these pro hamas Islamic terrorist supporters blocking both the, I, I think it's LaGuardia. There's two airports in, in New York City, right? There's yeah, JFK LaGuardia, and then LaGuardia. JFK and LaGuardia. I think it may be JFK that they blocked the roads to JFK and they're blocking the roads around LAX um, up in LA. Let's start with LAX. Pro-Palestinian protesters, let's call them pro-Hamas. Uh, Islamic protesters, Islamic terrorists, because we know the Palestinians, at least 75 to 80% of them agree with what Hamas did on October 7th. So um, let's call these the pro-terrorist uh, and terrorist sympathizers. Quite frankly, that's, let's even go a step further and call them unindicted uh, terrorists. Um, they blocked access to the LAX on Wednesday morning, uh, disrupting travel in this busy holiday season. Uh, they blocked the roadway with cement blocks and other objects. So now I'm flashing back to BLM and Antifa, where pallets of blocks and pallets of wood were delivered in advance of protesters. So this tells me that it's coordinated. 
particularly when it's at the same day and, and about the same time it's happening from the East Coast to the West Coast, LAX and JFK. Your thoughts? I I don't want people to think that this is some First Amendment issue because it really no. isn't. It, it, there was nothing... It, there was nothing in the Constitution or the First Amendment that was ever or even does at all condone this sort of behavior. You have every right to freedom of speech and freedom of expression so long as you are not interfering with the rights and activities and affairs of your fellow Americans. When you start imposing yourself onto people, putting yourself in harm's way, obstructing traffic on one of the busiest highways during one of the busiest travel seasons in the calendar— you should expect a lot of pushback, and you should expect harm. I'm not wishing it onto anybody, but you step in front of moving traffic with your signs, screaming, coded language that really is a call for genocide from the river to the sea, blah, 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 which, which means the erasure of Israel, the state. Um, it, it's, it's crazy to me, and I just, I, I guess I, I want conservatives to sort of understand this. And all Americans, this is not about the First Amendment. None of this is protected speech. This kind of activity is so detrimental to just the right. well-being. It's, I don't understand why right. this happens. This please not, just is, let right. me get, look, every single left-wing protest ends in the violent disruption of everybody else's life. Why? Why don't progressives know how to keep their protests to themselves? Why do they have to make their problems everybody else's problems? Why? Well, and why can't they protest peacefully? Why can't they protest instead of going and threatening Supreme Court justices, which is mm -hmm. committing a felony outside of their homes? Why can't they go and protest outside the steps of the Supreme Court, right? That's traditionally where it's done. Uh, if they want to protest uh, what's happening with Israel, you you have the right under the First Amendment to go on public streets and walk up and down as, as, as peacefully means that you're not disrupting. You're not creating a dangerous situation for yourself or for anybody else. This is terroristic. Just like in 15, 15 arrests were made, a reporter observing the protests from a helicopter said that the protesters had vandalized nearby property with graffiti that included profanity. The reporter then goes on to provide some excuses and says they're just rabble rousers. I would even venture to say they don't even know what they're protesting. Possibly. However, the reporter did accurately go on and say they're just pro-violence. Exactly. They're pro-violence. And I actually believe that they do know what they're protesting. Um because one of the protesters were actually there were signs that said, let me see where I can find it. Uh the signs said ceasefire is not enough. Are there some stupid, dopey college kids involved with going around saying crap like from the river to the sea and they have no idea what they're talking about? Oh, sure. But let me tell you, the, Christ the Muslims that were outside of St. Paul's Church in New York City, Midtown Manhattan, and Muslims that were out there uh, threatening the United States and, and saying that um, they wanted to cancel Christmas, these... these uh, most of these pro-Hamas sympathizers that you're hearing and Muslims are actually on board with, well, actually, you know what? I started to say, it's not just the Muslims. We, there's a report out today. This is not just the anti-American Muslims. This is not just the, the Islamist 
And we face two forms of uh, two forms of terror from the Islamists. One is through Sharia, and one is through through the sword. And those that wanted to cancel Christmas, those Muslims, that is you know terror through Sharia, wanting to take us over and destroy us from within. Um, but we do have a problem with these. You can be. I'm fleshing this out as I'm saying it. You can be stupid and ignorant and still be on the side of terrorists. When we have, there was a study that came out of poll today that came out that I think one in five young people think that Osama bin Laden was a force for good in this country. And that, and those are the ones that I think that could be a part of these these protests today that are ignorant, don't really know what they're protesting about, but at the same time, actually consciously are on the side of the terrorists. Do, do you follow? Yes, and I do think you're being a little gracious with people who may or may not know what they're really standing for. I think the message is loud and clear. Um, call it, I mean, maybe there are people out there that are willing to just parrot this stuff because they see it's a, it's a great way to become popular, especially on a college campus or something. You want to be, you want to be popular in hubs of leftism, attack America, call for violence against your opponents. So I get it. So maybe there are some folks out there in this movement, but I think largely it's not like you're saying, it's not really pro Palestine. It's pro Hamas. And this mm-hmm. is about going after Israelis, going after the Jewish people, because let's also not forget that there are similar studies showing that many, I can't believe it, but thousands of people these days believe that the Holocaust is a myth or it's misrepresented mm-hmm. or six million Jewish people were not slaughtered and driven out of Europe and driven out of their homes and rounded up like animals. So I, I, I just think that I'll, I, from where I'm sitting, it seems like a lot of people they're they're going for shock and awe to some extent, but they also know what they're calling for, and they know there's not they know that they're going to get away with it. They look at someone like well, Claudine Gay and they think I can get away with being a fraud, I can get away with being a cheat, I can say whatever I want, and I can defend this violent ideology, and people in academia will protect us, the media right. will protect us. And what's going on is because why would one in five young people think that Osama bin Laden was a force for good? Because there were many on the left that think that America deserved what happened on 9-11 mm-hmm. yep. because we were colonialist. And we, you know, oh, I, I guess we're colonialists because after we saved the world from Nazism, yeah, we set up some military bases around the world. Yeah, how horrible of us, right? After we saved the world, yeah. Um, so there's, a, there's an attitude that Israel does, whether they believe that the uh, Holocaust actually happened, uh, maybe they deny it. Um, but whether they believe it happened or not, they think the Jews deserved it. And they think the Jews deserved what happened to them on October 7th, just like they think that we deserved what happened to us on 9-11. And we, and so we are under conquest in this country by not just Islamic terrorists at this point, but our own American citizens who think that we deserved what happened and are happy to see us being under conquest. Just like the same leftist idiots that are happy that are, that have been joyful for 10 to 15 years since Obama that the open border is going to turn uh, white Americans into a minority. Why is that a good thing? Why is that a good thing? Why is celebrating the, a, a flood of illegal aliens into our country overwhelming us and turning American citizens into the minority, being overrun by people who have invaded us? Why is that considered a good thing? It's not. And the left is starting to realize it now. We're going to take a break and we come back. Why are we considered the bad guys here 
In fact, we, we you want to talk about terrorism and the fact that people think that Americans deserved it. Uh, somebody in the left today actually actually said that middle Americans who are enraged right now at Biden are the same as Islamic terrorists. You won't believe this, but you're going to hear it when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you with us on this hump day. Yes, indeedy. I'm in a great mood, even though the weather outside's a little dreary. I think we're kind of getting into a little bit of our rainy season here in San Diego. And (laughs) hopefully the storm... That's in the Midwest. Uh, There was a storm that was happening. Hopefully that's over before anybody heard me say that because it's still in the 60s here in San Diego and it's not raining. It's just we got a little overcast. (laughs) Forgive me for that. Hey, got to give a shout out to one of my favorite listeners who emailed me, Mo. She said that she could not hear the uh, clip that we played of Colorado Governor... um, uh, what's his last name? Uh, uh, let's call him uh, Colorado Governor um, Appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> he put out. He's getting excoriated for a shameful, embarrassing, humiliated. I would say Christmas video that he put out, except he didn't exactly sing away in a manger. And Silent Night. No, he decides to put out a video singing Feliz Navidad. Sesame. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. <laughs> it's just as funny today as it was yesterday. <laughs> of course i'm imagining the visuals of him pretending like he's clicking the maracas yeah if you you haven't seen the video please do yourself a favor it's it's truly one of the best music videos i've ever seen in my whole life oh my god if he was a republican and done that what would they be saying today what about cultural appropriations? Would they not be? Why is it okay for Elizabeth Warren to pretend she's Native American so she can get a four hundred dollar a year gig teaching? But why is it okay for this guy to mock? There's no other way. But I mean, it pandering to Hispanics with why is that okay? Sesame broccolini. I still think it's an undercover way of him trying to deter people from coming into the state. <laughs> I think it's undercover border security. It's a psyop. <laughs> Oh, I just wish he had gone further. Sombrero, mustache, <laughs> invite people over for some tamales, right? <laughs> for Christmas time. <laughs> come get my come get my all American tamales. I think if Jeez, he had a poncho too, that would really do it. <laughs> oh gosh. I think we need to save that clip so we can play it whenever I'm in a bad mood because it just makes me giggle. Um Okay, almost as much, actually. 
Um, that clip of Sununu, Governor Sununu in New Hampshire, talking about Nikki Haley being the live free or die candidate was pretty funny last night, too. If you miss any part of last night's show, download the podcast. Okay, got to get serious. At the open of the show, we were talking about these terrorists among us, uh, Islamist American citizens that have embraced Islamic terror because they think Americans deserve it. They think Jews deserve it because we're the bad people in this world, right? Uh, apparently, the left has done a good job by not teaching history, right? You know, open a dang book, right? We used to have encyclopedias when I was a kid. Talk about talk about a disinformation, a propaganda campaign. But it gets even worse because um, Chris Matthews has actually compared flyover country angry rural voters as uh fighting terrorists assess me if you can play the clip and i think the people who grew up in the collar counties of philadelphia are going to decide the election but i tell you it's very tough because people that didn't go to college have a pretty good rage on their hands they had that's what you really want in an election is a rage it can be black rage or white rage or rural rage in this case, it's rural rage. They are so angry at the liberal establishment, the coastal elite. They look at people on television, they say, oh, those people on Saturday Night Live, those snarling rich kids, I know who they are. They, they're all trust funders. They don't need, they don't have to worry about us. And, and the regular guy in the country goes, there they are snarling and making fun of us again. And every time we make fun of Trump, we're making fun of them. That's the weird, uh, it's a weird thing. But in a way, it's like fighting terrorism. I mean, you know, we think we just put the army in or Israel just puts the IDF and they're going to solve the problem. It never solves the problem because you enrage people. And we did it with Afghanistan and we did it with Iraq. We enraged the enemy to the point where they're more fiery than ever and they hate us more than ever. Wow. Um, first of all, clearly you can see that, that, that they're not even hiding it anymore. Uh, Pro-American um, political opposition to the Democrats and their communist agenda are literally the enemy to them. He's not even pretending that he's coming from any other place. He's literally talking about um, how, you know, if you, you know, uh, the armies don't necessarily solve the problem because all you do is enrage them. He doesn't go, he, he, to my knowledge, he doesn't go on and, and talk about how you defeat the enemy. Um, which which is bizarre. Um, but a couple of other things. He says, first of all, let's go back to the beginning. He says, you want rage. Rage is good. You want rage. Really? You want to? That's another admission. See, these, these Democrats and Republicans, by the way, they go on the campaign trail and they, they promise to solve problems. When the reality is, particularly with the Democrats, their whole thing about identity politics is that they want to enrage and inflame certain identity groups. The problem that he's got right here and why the rural people are the enemy is because they're not the right color. That's the problem. The enemy for the Democrats are the white, middle America, uh, average Joe, the forgotten voter that Donald Trump appealed to in 2016. You want enraged voters, he says. You just don't want these rural ones. You don't want these ones that identify with Trump. Isn't it weird that when we attack Trump, they get upset? Because the rubes in the Midwest aren't supposed to, aren't supposed to connect the dots between the fact that they're attacking Trump, they're attacking these voters by attacking Trump. 
So this guy is also insulting the intelligence of the voters because they, well, he, he thinks that we're so stupid. We're just a bunch of idiots. And by the way, he also talks about non-college grads. I'm a college grad and I'm enraged. I'm enraged over what this, this Democrat party and the Republican establishment that's in bed with them, what they're doing to this country. And it is intentional destruction. The Cloward-Piven principle or strategy from 1966 was once considered a conspiracy theory. It's a political strategy to break the back, to force change, to force political change through intentional created chaos. And that's what we've got going on right now. Whether it's an open border, whether in, in, in forcing an invasion on us, on us through the tune of 730 thousand illegals just in the fourth quarter of 2023 alone. Imagine if only 10% of them are rapists, criminals, fentanyl, drug, terrorists, etc. They're intentionally bringing them in here. Did you guys know that of the 10 million that the Biden administration has so far brought in, that's more than the state of New Jersey, which is our 11th largest state? We're being destroyed. Cloward Piven. The reason why the flyover country are treated as terrorists is because, and the enemy is because we are. We are those with a brain, whether we're college educated or not, that understand that Cloward Piven is not a conspiracy. It's happening. The Cloward Piven strategy specifically talked about in 1966, breaking the backs with, with an, uh, amassing such a huge national debt that can never be paid off and through, quote, unfettered immigration. And that is what's happening before our very eyes. Then you add in the intentional chaos and destruction and a manufactured crisis of the transgender. And that's how you completely kill off a nation. Your thoughts, Sesame? Yeah, it's it's... It reminds me of that old poem for want of a nail, so goes the kingdom or you lose the whole thing. It's 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 the all of these different cuts. It's death by a thousand yes. cuts. That's what's going on. But it's not just death as well. Like you're saying, this is self-inflicted, which means the death of America is one of suicide. This is not because some evil empire like China or Iran just beat us on the battlefield. And so now we all have to live under their thumb, although that would be terrible, obviously. No, no, this is a complete overthrowing, a rewriting of the social contract, rewriting of history, renormalizing every single thing. And it's, it's funny. I, it just blows my mind because you listen to the rhetoric of someone like Chris Matthews. That's the kind of person who would look at the founding fathers of this country and call them terrorists. And it's important that they use that word, not domestic violent extremists or whatever. They're specifically using that word to signal to the American people, we're going to start treating these people like terrorists. We're going to start sicking the FBI on them, the DOJ on them, the ATF, the DEA, every single governmental tool of power is now going after conservatives. If you're a conservative, if you're an American patriot, there is a target on your back. Now, obviously, we have to stay strong. That's not to mm-hmm. scare anybody from standing by what is right. It's just to be real with people. That's what he's doing. He's priming people. They're gonna, they, built, they spent 20 years building out this national security state in the name of stopping the Taliban. They failed to do that, and now they're turning those tools 
on the American people. And it's political. And it's all happening right with the next election coming around the corner. And I, I do wonder, honestly, at some point, it's like I'm waiting for someone like Chris Matthews to just say outright he doesn't want elections. Because that's what they said with Trump, right? Mm-hmm. He's such a threat to yep. democracy. We have to completely rig the system and subvert democracy to save it. That's the Democrat agenda. Save democracy by ending democracy. Yeah, um, while accusing, yeah, while accusing, uh, you know, Trump of it's all over today. Uh, uh, you know, I started to pull some clips about, you know, Trump, Trump's a dictator and the Republican Party or the fascist. And it's just such a clear, you don't have to be Sigmund Freud to see the the, the projection uh, that's going on here. Um, I think it's a good time to take a break. I started to bring up another topic, but I think we'll run out of time on that before we get uh, before we get to the next, I actually want to continue on immigration. Um, let's take a break. We come back. I do want to get into, you mentioned earlier at the top of the show, the Chicago mayor and what he had to say. So we're going to take a tiny little break. When we come back. We're going to continue rapping about immigration and other threats that we face. And we want to hear from you. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. Do you agree that it's Cloward Piven in action, that they're literally trying to break the backs of, of this nation? I do. I want to hear from you, though. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So I got an email I want to read um, from my friend Sandy, who, um, oh shoot, had it in front of me. Then I clicked the only, these, these phones are so sensitive, the tiniest little touch. And it's like, you, you know, you've lost whatever you pulled up. Um, she says, I can't find any more information on this. And it was a, we are Breitbart. Um, she screenshotted, uh, we are Breitbart with a headline Biden administration, DOD sued for canceling sound of freedom film screenings. I remember, uh, Sandy, when that first, that article first came out and I haven't really heard any updates, uh, since. So, um, I think that's something we'll continue to search for. And if we find out any updates, on it, uh, we'll let you know. I'm not that familiar with, I mean, I, I spent half my life on military bases, but, um, I never really went to movies on the military bases. And I think that the military has the right to decide when it comes to NWR morale, welfare, and recreation, um, what they, what they, um, provide for morale, welfare, and recreation. So I'm not sure if that lawsuit's really going to go anywhere. Um, but we'll keep our eyes on that. And thank you for emailing me. Um, and keep emailing me at andreakshow.com. All right. So the border is is absolutely killing us intentionally. So far, to recap, if you missed earlier part of the show, and by the way, download the podcast if you did, um, with over 10 million illegals at least that have come through just since the Biden Biden administration began, that's more than the entire state of New Jersey. And we probably have total 
60 million at this point of illegal aliens going back to the original. I've been hearing 11 million illegal aliens since the 80s, and our borders have been pretty open since then. We're being overrun in this country. And the Democrats are trying to push through. There's articles all over the place from Daily Beast and beyond that the chaos is the Republican Party's fault because the solution is legal immigration. Well, first of all, we already have legal immigration. What the hell do you think the open border is all about? Because the plan is to give them all amnesty, directly or indirectly. And quite frankly, most of them coming here don't give a crap about becoming U.S. citizens. All they care about is taking advantage of us financially. They don't care about whether or not they're U.S. citizens. Some of them are coming here and planting their own flag on our soil. Second of all, so, well, first of all, we already have legal immigration. And second of all, uh, if you want to bring them here legally, they're coming here legally. You know, what would be the difference in terms of the chaos? So they're already going to be legal citizens one way or the other eventually. So how is that going to solve? And, and when you've got the open border, that's what creates the chaos because you've got a big fat, you know, open door that everybody's is shoving themselves through. So, and they're already going to become legal. So then you got to ask the question. So what then is going to make it less chaotic uh, to just make sure, would we going to open up an entire airline for them so that we don't have a problem at the border, just make it easier for them to come here. We get to build housing for them so that they've got an apartment already set up and furnished. We're going to have, you know, um, the two gay guys, Nate and whatever his name is, Nate Burkus, setting up apartments for them. Here's what uh, I want to play a clip of Sheriff Mark Lamb and what he had to say on the border crisis. Um, no, you know what? Let's do the reverse. Let's bring up the Chicago mayor because Sesame Broccolini, you brought this, you brought him up before. Now, Chicago is one of these, them there, what they call them their uh, sanctuary cities, right? Oh, they loved them, the idea of providing sanctuary to the illegals until a bunch of them showed up at the door. So here is the Chicago mayor. As buses continue to arrive in the city of Chicago and all over the country, the type of chaos that has been administered has left many of our local economies under a tremendous amount of duress. We cannot do this alone. We need more support from the federal government. Um, more support from the federal government. First of all, the federal government has no money. So by support, he means that he wants more money, which means more money from the pockets of American citizens to give to Chicago to house millions of illegals who came here breaking and entering into our country. And they sure loved that concept when they thought that only Texas and California was going to bear the brunt of it. Right, Sesame? Exactly. They never thought it was going to get this bad. The, these, you get a sense from, from Mayor Johnson, from London Breed in San Francisco, from Eric Adams in New York City. You get a sense that they never really thought that that many people would take them up on the whole sanctuary city offer. Uh, they were they were hoping that most of that stuff or whatever would be uh, relegated to the corners of California and Arizona and Texas and New Mexico, far, far away from them and their rich friends. But the truth is, this is the situation is catastrophically blowing up. Yes. It's exploding in a way that is unprecedented, at least in American history. 
and it's certainly something they never expected. And that's the only re- reason they're changing their tune is because they're, they're key constituents. Like you look at Chicago, African-American communities that have been there for yep. decades are saying enough is enough. Yep. And so Mayor Johnson is finally stepping up. But this little speech, it's just it's impotent. It's like I, I want to see start start sending people back. Start putting people yeah, back on the saying, buses. Like, right. start taking action. All of this ends right. if you would all just say what you don't want to say, but what you know is true. Close the border, and it stops. Right. Once you See, do that, right. everything else gets easier. Stop the yeah, bleeding. Yeah. He doesn't say close the border. He doesn't say deport these people. All he says is we need more federal help. So they're on board with it. He, they really don't want them there because they're already a Democrat state and already a Democrat city. They want them to turn Texas permanently red, like California was turned uh, per, turned permanently blue, like California was turned permanently blue. And they want Arizona and New Mexico to be turned permanently blue. They want them sent to Florida so that that state's turned permanently blue, right? That's the game plan. That's the game plan. And the Republican governor started sending them around so that the Democrat constituents could get a little taste of what it, it, what it feels like for the Republican constituents that are having to bear the burden of it. Here's what uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb had to say. You want some federal help there, Chicago Mayor? Sheriff Mark Lamb, who's uh, running for Senate, he's out of Pinal Cal- County. Uh, here's what he suggested uh, to solve the problem. I got a call on Thanksgiving Day, and imagine it's gotten a lot worse in December, as your numbers just showed, from Border Patrol on Thanksgiving Day saying they were outnumbered 200 to 1. I guarantee you that's probably closer now to 300 to 400 to 1. Can you imagine being one Border Patrol agent with all these military-age men? You're seeing women here, but in Arizona, what we're typically seeing are military-age men coming from places like Senegal, Chad, Mauritania, uh, Egypt. Uzbekistan. You're seeing them from all over the place. And so absolutely, I think our guys are concerned about their uh, health and safety, as are mine. How are we supposed to stop this many people? You need an actual military to stop this amount of people. And this is an invasion, Jackie. That's exactly what this is. Yep. We need a military to stop it. Our military is right now being transgendered. And uh, Soldier Sam's being turned into Soldier Sue. So I don't think we can expect too much out of our military at this point. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of hour one of tonight's Andrea K. show. Interesting uh, turn of events with the Colorado State Supreme Court and all these death threats that uh, had uh, left all, all all with their knickers in a, in a twist yesterday. Stay tuned. We're going to give you an update on that when, when we return. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. On last night's show, we talked about uh, all the reports coming out. Oh, my goodness. The Colorado State Supreme Court, the four justices out of seven lefties, uh, decided to disqualify Trump from the ballot. And they're receiving all these death threats. And I was like scratching my head last night as so many were going, yeah, where? Where's the proof? Where's the evidence? We saw the threats going against Kavanaugh and others uh, after the leak of the Dobbs 
uh, draft decision. But what, what, where were all these credible threats against these Colorado State uh, Supreme, not Supreme, Colorado State uh, Supreme Justice? That is right, right? Yeah, the Supreme Court of the State of Colorado. In fact, this gave me a, a chuckle earlier because I saw a clip of a reporter hopefully I saved it, yes, on CNN, who had to admit that there hasn't been any credible threats. Take a listen. The Denver police did have to respond um, to what they said was a hoax report at one of the justices' residences. No specific threats to the justices uh, in those forums, from what we understand. So no specific threats at this time that are requiring law enforcement to make arrests. (laughs) Those are very nonspecific threats at this time. There has also been generally law enforcement looking into the discussion about these justices on online forums, particularly... uh, some general discussion among extremists uh, and people who are pro-Trump. Oh, those extremists (laughs) and their vague discussions and places. How dare they? (laughs) We had a saying in sales at Xerox that when you had to go and admit something you didn't want to admit, we called it chewing a pine cone (laughs) because (laughs) it was painful. It was painful having to admit it. It was like chewing on something sharp that's cutting into your mouth right and that's what she was that's what she was going through having to admit it for us um we had to admit stuff like yeah that machine ain't gonna be delivered on time like we promised or yeah i didn't measure and it won't fit in your space and now you can't get it you know all kinds of things that we mistakes that we made we had to own up to it it's called being honest and it might hurt especially if you when you had to swallow um but it meant she was she was struggling if y'all saw that video Man, that pine cone was hurting as she had to admit that there's not been any credible threats. In fact, it was a hoax at one of the homes of these justices. Anybody arrested for that? Who who Jesse Smolletted? The, that uh, state supreme, <laughs> supreme justice. I have right a there. feeling there are some Nigerian brothers involved in these fake hate. I mean, <laughs> this is MAGA country. There, there's a Subway right. sandwich well, in there, too. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Was there a tuna salad, is tuna salad sandwich involved? Did somebody see a tuna salad sandwich from Subway, Subway on the doorstep? <laughs> don't you just love it when they're when they just are forced to admit what fools they are oh, oh it's, it's there's like, nothing like, there's nothing better than than when you see someone get <laughs> mugged by reality like that when you realize the facts just don't fit your narrative and you just can't put a square ball in a round hole oh but she goes on to say but, but they have been they have been looking at some general discussions so they're scouring they're scouring all the mag accounts right uh, probably text messages now that we found out that AT&T is giving them unfettered access to all your text messages. Who's talking about these justices? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to, oh, yes. This one over here, she's talking about that. I mean, literally, they, imagine um, if they if they gave half that kind of effort to who actually swatted Marjorie Taylor Greene eight times. Uh, then there was a report out today that only what three percent of all journalists are Republicans. I mean, uh, you know, do we do we need any more reports to tell us what we already know? Right? Absolutely shameful. All right. So next hour, stay with us because I don't know if you guys have heard of something called Calendar Gate, and it's a sensitive subject. It's kind of touchy, but we're going to talk about it next hour 
because I think it's an actually really important cultural debate that's happening within the conservative movement and involves one very high level uh, conservative hero lately uh, of late in uh, a, a certain um, female. And we'll leave it at that. But come on back because we're going to have a lively debate discussion on it next hour. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.